Let's begin. So, October and Fish are riding the Agatha with a bunch of giant insects. They're on their way to Sandlantis to find the elemental creature of Earth. Uh, only October and Fish are looking for the elemental creature. The others have their own stuff going on. But they've been tied up in this murder mystery side quest for a while. Brody Body died. Fish couldn't save him and got a little edgy. And October investigated very slowly and poorly, but with commitment. Now we reach the denouement. The cargo hold. It's damp here and there, with seaweed hanging from one porthole. October is perched on the wettest crate. Weird move, flipping through her notes and muttering. Fish finishes a headcount of everyone. Waspington looks amused, leaning against his mafia crate near the wall. The secretive cast of characters range along the room. Chirpy and Sheldon standing together. The captain escorting the Duchess to a seat. Mandy lingers timidly by the door. Miss Jones, I hope this farce won't take long. That storm could blow up again at any moment. It's dangerous to leave the Agatha unhelmed. Too right, Captain. This creature has been underlimbed and overstepping since we boarded. The storm may have been my fault. Maybe. Your fault. Yeah. October, why did you bring us all here? Has there been a development in the case? Miss Jones, have you cracked this nut? October hops down from the crate. This does indeed concern the case of the disappearance of the unfortunate Mr. Brody Body. Miss Jones, it was an accident. Indeed, the captain has declared it an accident. And besides, why are you making such a fuss over some dead servant? He wasn't just some servant. No, he wasn't. October starts pacing with indulgent suaveness. Now, let's begin. Hey, that's my thing. Chirpy and I were on the upper deck yesterday when Mr. Body fell overboard. And despite what the captain would have you believe, it was no accident. The Duchess and Fish were in the dining room. Lord Spottingham was in his cabin. Mandy and Professor O'Connell were down here in the hold. And Captain Hummer was climbing to the main deck. These being the facts, who then pushed Mr. Brody Body? I intend to answer that question here today. Fish? Yes, helping. Exhibit A, the voices. Chirpy and I heard two voices arguing, as did the professor, the captain, and Sheldon. L Lord Spottingham, please. <laughs> I am a member Fish? of- Fish? Exhibit B, the pause. There was a conspicuous pause between the argument and the sound of Brody falling overboard. This was enough time for myself, the captain, and Chirpy to rush forward to the front of the ship and witness him go over the railing. Chirpy saw someone fleeing the scene, but Captain Hummer insists that he fell alone. He did. Oh, but I saw someone. I swear I did. Exhibit C. Me. After the splash, everyone gathered on the deck and Fish with Legs dove in to rescue him. And yet she emerged alone. The elemental creature of water couldn't find a beetle who fell overboard less than one minute beforehand. But there could be any number of reasons for that. Yes, uh, perhaps he sank. Perhaps. But I have a different explanation. Exhibit D. Brody was hiding something. Not unlike both Duchess Antingberg and the Spottinghams, Brody Body was in debt. Excuse me! <laughs> it turns out Brody shared something in common with the Duchess and Sheldon's late brother. An affinity for gambling. 
specifically on tiger beetle races. Was he killed over his debts like my brother? Not quite, but he was a very suspicious character. He wore nothing but head-to-toe black, even in hot weather. He had a surly attitude and avoided others whenever possible, not to mention he worked on a boat with a reputation of employing the desperate and criminal. Pardon me, Miss Jones? Clearly he was hiding something, or hiding from someone. Fish? Exhibit F, the letter! Exhibit E, fish with legs. Oh, oh, okay. Exhibit E, the letter! What are these words you're listing? It's a human alphabet. October can't read and. Of course, she's illiterate. Wait, should we switch to numbers? Is this confusing for you guys? No, tell us about the letter. Oh, E is like, E, but sometimes, eh? Actually, I have no idea how to describe a letter. No, the letter! Fish waves the piece of paper in October's face. Oh, right! We found this letter in Brody's room. It's a death threat from the moth criminal organization known as the Mafia. Brody's body was already in hot water. Exhibit F. For real this time. This is the big one. Brody body and Baldwing spotting him, presumed dead, are in fact one and the same. <gasps> his turtlenecks hid his spots and his demeanor did the rest. Brody was... My brother is alive? Well, not after the second murder. It can't be. Your brother... But Are we... you certain he was my brother, Miss Jones? Yes. And that brings me to my next piece of evidence. Exhibit G. Baldwin spotting him faked his death. Multiple times. Right, Professor? When I met him, his name was Norm L. Beetle. We did a job together, and he faked his death to get away. So Baldwin has been alive this whole time. This is shocking news. Well, that makes sense, considering... Exhibit H. Chirpy Singer and Baldwin Spottingham were lovers once upon a time. <gasps> Brody and Miss Singer? Which leads me to my conclusion. Oh, Sheldon, how could you? <gasps> Are you really that jealous? You know you're the only one for me. Chirpy, you surely don't... I knew it! I knew it all along! Preposterous! So he was indeed murdered, then? Intentionally? No! I, I did not kill my own brother. I mourned him. If I'd have known he had survived, I would have- Don't worry, Lord Spottingham. It wasn't you. So, it wasn't a murder then? As a matter of fact, Captain Hummer, it wasn't. Psychic turn with flame. Ex- hmm? Excuse me? Chirpy Singer, you colluded with Brody Body to frame someone on this boat for his murder in order to elope together, fleeing his debts and your relationship to start another life somewhere new. Captain Hummer was right. Brody wasn't pushed. He jumped. What? You lied about seeing someone running away. When I came out on the deck to speak with you yesterday, you were in the middle of checking on your plan. Brody was at the bow, ready to fake his death. So you brought me to the back of the boat. That way I wouldn't see him throw himself overboard. No, You were distracted when you boarded the Agatha. You recognized Brody as Baldwin right then. At some point later, you must have met with him privately. The two of you decided to pin it as a crime of passion by framing Baldwin's jealous brother. No, no. So... During tea time, you asked Sheldon to fetch your purse. An excuse for Sheldon to be on the main deck alone with Brody. You knew he'd gladly take a chance to escape the Duchess. And if Brody paraded in front of him, he was bound to react. But Sheldon didn't bite. He didn't even recognize his brother. All he saw was a servant. Brody had to improvise. So he faked a second voice and jumped. Absurd! This is an absurd story! Sheldon, I didn't do any of this. I don't know what she's talking about. Sheldon is sitting very still deep in thought. What's worse, me and Fish weren't biting. When we talked to you again this morning, we clearly had a pet suspect. So you nudged us towards Waspington, thinking you could get us to claim a mafia hit. No! I didn't do anything- Miss Jones. Darling, if If Baldwin and Miss Singer intended to frame me, then my brother is definitively 
still alive. Yes. After he jumped, he used the barnacles on the hull to climb up and came in through that window, leaving behind the seaweed. She points to the seaweed-covered porthole. And then hid in this very crate. Then taps the damp crate she was sitting on. Isn't that right, Chirpy? Fine. You're right. You're right about it all. You tried to frame me. But why? Why would you throw away your chance to marry a lord? Albeit a foreign one, but a lord nonetheless. That's exactly why I did it. To get away from all of this. All of you. To restart with Baldwin. Somewhere no one would judge us. I see. Baldwin never cared where I came from. He loves me for who I am. Well, I think it's about time we reunite the two of you. October pulls out her boot knife and steps up to the crate. The others all watch as she uses her knife to pry the lid open. Voila! What? What? What is it? Uh... It's soggy and weedy, but empty. Where is he? He's not there? But what? What What in the name of the eternal flame is going on here? Um, October? I... I don't... Everyone spins around to Waspington. Standing alone in the doorway, looking very smug. Well, you almost had it. <gasps> Audible gasp! It was you! He was Brody the whole time! It makes perfect sense. Waspington and Brody were never in the same room. No. Suspicious. But I know where he is. Where? If you'd care to follow me. He strolls out to the hallway. October abandons the disappointing wet crate and runs after him, the others trailing behind her like an uncoordinated meteor trail. He's leaning in Mandy's open doorway, his left arms propped against the frame. I think you missed something. In Mandy's room? The conspicuously large pile of laundry didn't strike you as odd? She keeps the entire boat clean and her room is spotless, except for this one corner. So? October looks at the pile. It's considerably smaller now, and significantly less black. Hmm. Well, if you'd looked through it, you might have noticed a certain beetle in there, hiding from you. (gasps) We had the right room! I knew it! My luck always works. Wait, so he was in here? Where is he now? How did you know? What can I say? I'm just that good. Also... I watched your person of interest and his girlfriend sneak out of here while you were monologuing. What? October looks around the small crowd in the hallway. Chirpy, Fish, Sheldon, Hummer, the Duchess. No Mandy. October bolts for the stairs. Everyone but Waspington chases after. The rain has died down. It's only lightly misting, but there's still an ominous fog. October and the gang look around the deck. Where are they? We need to search. My lifeboat is missing. You only have one lifeboat? Maybe this really isn't the premier vessel of the Red or Black Sea. October runs to the railing and looks out toward the sea. Rocky cliffs from the nearest shore come in and out of sight as the boat steams along. I can't see a thing through all this fog. They could have landed anywhere along the beach. He's gone. We need to go after them. Captain Hummer, take the helm. Politely, Miss Jones. No. We're nearly to port, and it's not worth it. Brody must have been interested in faking his death, but not interested in reuniting with Turpy. So he double-crossed her and made a second plan to flee with Mandy. Now we need to hurry if we want to catch them. Why? Neither committed any sort of crime. Besides perhaps some light identity fraud, but who hasn't? (laughs) So I feel no urgency in pursuing them. But 
They're your crew. I've replaced crews before, and catching them would probably lead to an investigation even you wouldn't deem necessary. But- Now, I will be returning to the helm, but only to set us back on schedule. We have nearly reached Casamanta. Your grace. Humphrey bows briefly to the Duchess, then goes up the stairs. It's all well and good to solve the little mystery, but life goes on. Now, where's that servant girl? She leaves. Chirpy looks over to Sheldon, who stares into the sea. Sweetheart, I... How could you? Sweetheart. When Baldwing died, I was heartbroken. I lost my only brother the heir to my family, and with him, his fortune. And there was so much pressure for me to step up, and I thought you were there for me. But clearly, clearly, you never loved me. You were only there for my family's dwindling wealth. I didn't want your money. I never wanted your money. What was it then? The prestige? I wanted Baldwin. <laughs> I see. I fell for you after we lost him. You were so kind to me back then. But I quickly realized you're nothing like your brother. <laughs> My whole life I've been a poor replacement for Baldwin. Don't make me pity you. Baldwin treated me with decency. I never had to prove myself to be part of his world. And he never made me feel lesser because of where I come from. Unlike you. Until you realized you were just another pawn in one of his schemes. I would have never abandoned you, Chirpy. I'd have died by your side. I know. <laughs> Clearly, all we ever had in common was our love for Baldwin. I will be taking the next boat back home to Antlanta, Miss Singer. Alone, and you will not be welcomed back into the Spottingham Manor. Please consider our engagement resolved. He walks away. Chirpy stares out at the stormy sea ahead. October joins her. It seems like whether you'd meddled or not, I wouldn't have gotten away with it. Sorry. So it goes. Hey, can I ask you a question? Um, sure. It's just something I've been thinking about since we had our talk by the water wheel. Um, is it... Is it true that the immortal queen bathes in the blood of her own children to stay alive? <laughs> What? It's just a thing that I heard at some point. No, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Despite how everything turned out... I'm glad I met you, October Jones. Me too. Chirpy gives her a weak but warm smile, then wanders toward the back of the boat, pausing to admire the water wheel. October leans on the railing and stares out at the gray, rainy sea. Fish with legs waddles up beside her. How's it going? Fine, I guess. I mean... I didn't really solve the case. You got pretty close, though, and you learned to be less racist. Yeah, I guess it was, um, interesting getting to know some bugs. I mean, giant insects. I mean, anyway, how are you? Are you feeling better? Me? Fine. Why do you ask? I mean, 
with the clouds and mist. Yeah, the rain's finally dying down. Isn't it great? Right. Trust me, I'm feeling way better. I'm newly refurbished fish with legs, fully decorated, restored to original emotional state, now 100% guilt-free. You sure? Yeah, Brody didn't die, so crisis averted. Close one, am I right? Well, yeah, but maybe we still want to acknowledge that whole spiral you went down? No, I don't think so. I think I remember you saying something about your loved ones dying and not being able to save them because your love isn't strong enough. No, no, that doesn't sound like me. You said almost exactly that. (sighs) Fish leans against October's leg and hugs it, looking out at the view ahead. I don't want to talk about that. Not yet. Oh. Okay. October puts an arm around Fish, holding her close against her hip. (sighs) The rain stops. It's still cloudy, but the sea is calm. A few little sunbeams peek out through the clouds. That must be Casamanta. Hazy in the distance, just peeking through the lingering mist, a bright spire of white stone pierces the sky from the shore. It shines in the emerging light of the sun. All right, let's get back on track. Oh, yes! Plan time! What time is it? Half past plan? Your plan is way overdue. Let's get this plan on schedule. Choo-choo! This plan is leaving the station. Next stop, October's brain. Wait, no, we're leaving October's brain. So, uh, uh, next stop, my brain. Well, uh-huh, the uh-huh. elemental creature was last seen at the Temple of Dirt, which hasn't been... Excuse me. Hey there, Professor. Miss with legs? That's one sneaky wasp. Not sure when he snuck up, to be honest. Nice work back there, kid. Oh, uh, me? He tips his hat. I was impressed. Really? What impressed you? How I didn't solve the case? Or how I didn't catch the culprits? Don't be down on yourself. That was good detective work. Really? In the real world, results matter. But for a test run like this, it counts that you showed your work. Trust me, this was a quality investigation. Oh, okay. Thanks. I do have one question, though. What exactly do you need the elemental creature of Earth for? Oh, we're going to save the world. The whole world. Tall order. We need to stop all the elemental creatures from falling into the metaphorical hands of two evil snakeheads, their snake body, some bees in a trench coat, and a muscular giraffe who are all trying to unite the four elemental creatures to release Mama Morbus. They already have the elemental creatures of fire and air, so we need to find this one before it's too late. But we don't know where to look. All right. I have a proposal for you two. No offense, but you stick out like a fish in the desert. (gasps) And I've got a hunch you have no idea what you're getting into in San Lantis. But I've got a network in Casamanta and a lifetime of knowledge on all sorts of interesting subjects. Maybe we can help each other out. What's in it for you? Fortune and glory, kid. And, of course, information, just like you. I noticed a couple of enticing notes in that book of yours. Anyone who can write stuff like that is someone I want to work with. Yeah! I... This is my book that I wrote. It's my research journal. Um, So, if you let me pick your brain a bit, I'd love to help you out. 
I've written my fair share of papers on the Guardians of Dirt, the temple. I think I could be of service. Sure. Great. Waspington holds out a spiky, clawed hand. October shakes it without hesitation. Meet me back here when we get to port. I've got an idea for a lead. Sounds good. Waspington walks away. Lucky we met this guy, right? Um, October, you didn't write that book. Well, I I wrote some of it. But not most of it. Uh, well, no, but, but I have a plan. It's all part of my plan. Oh, a plan! Why didn't you say so? Now, let's go pack. Our room is a mess and no one works here anymore. Yep. <laughs> wow. That was some summation. It was Sheldon, then it was Chirpy, then it was Mandy. I tell you what, that was a conclusion. So conclusive. Except... Searching, searching... Beach Common Club, don't fail me Got him! On the outskirts of Casamanta lies a remote drinking establishment. It's a rough sort of place. Fugitives Brody Body and Mandy Mandel are at a table in the back, pressed together. It's mostly empty, except for a small group of mantises crowded in a corner booth, whispering amongst themselves over the schematics for some kind of tower, and some assorted arachnid toughs drinking grimly alone and arm-wrestling and doing macho stuff. I was sure they were going to find you, and you scared me to death with that stunt. Promise not to fall off any more boats? Don't worry, ma- <clears throat> Don't worry, Mandy. We made it out without a scratch. Except for that horrible old duchess. Are you okay? I- I'm fine. Believe it or not, she's not the worst customer I've ever had. There was never a chance that fish and her human would figure it out. She was close. Not close enough. They lean in, antenna brushing tenderly. Mandy takes his hand and tilts to kiss him, but a mysterious figure drifts up to their table and looms. They tower ominously over Mandy and Brody, cloaked head to toe with a hood drawn up to obscure their face. Brody sneers. Faded creep. Don't be rude. Can we help you? Tell me more about this fish and her human. Brody stands. Yeah. Why should I? The figure pulls back their hood, revealing a massive hat with an absurdly huge feather. Because I am a very powerful, attractive, and dangerous man. He grabs Brody <gasps> by the neck and drags him in close. And because my iguana is hungry, and she loves bugs. Brody looks terrified. Mandy looks small. Manfred Splainer the Mighty looks... Intense. Let's stop. Welcome, passengers, to October Jones and Fish with Legs, the premiere podcast with a fish with legs. Yes. This piece of nautical entertainment was created by Dexter Lavery Calendar, Elizabeth Nivine, and Zoe Bougeau. The music was by Alexander Cruz, and it added quite unpleasantly to the tension of this whole murder business, Mm, what what. Now that we've disembarked, please take a moment to check your belongings and your persons for any accidental acquisitions. And if you find your pockets are light, why not consider joining the happy family on the Agatha, which has found itself suddenly without crew, Mm, no no no. Don't wait, in fact I've already got a list of applicants right here. 
Aaron Feldman, Hannah Jack Halcrow, Sarah Capanna, Tyson Fraley, Brianna Bagshaw-Stocks, Pavlo Tull, Takeshi Fukushima, Alexander Cruz, Zoe Bougeau, Erin Dunlop, and Elizabeth Nyveen. Oh, blast! The cargo! In all this unwelcome excitement, I've neglected it, and I must get it out into Casamanta right away, because it's moles, and they'll starve. No other reason, and no questions, no, no, no. Unless you do have questions, in which case, direct them to the social media accounts of this program. We'll be at October and Fish. And do please remember to favorably review your journey aboard the Agatha, the premier vessel of the Red or Black Sea, reliably serving Noble Empire passengers for 15 years running.